everybody and welcome to the Paper Bag Philosophy Podcast, the podcast with the sexiest audience. You know, there's nothing that I can do about it. I know that sometimes you probably don't feel sexy, but by the very fact that you're listening to this podcast right now, obviously that makes you one of the sexiest individuals in the in the world. So do me a favor. If you're feeling like you're not sexy, then what you need to do is you need to go to the mirror and be like, I am sexy. I am sexy. I am sexy. Look yourself dead in the eye and say that over and over again until you believe it. Because we only have the sexiest audience in the world here. And if you can't believe that you're 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 sexy, well then we got a problem. Alright, before we get started today, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping. First off, I listened to my last podcast and I determined that it was good. It was good. I like it. I like how I like the flow of how I'm coming along and everything. Now, there is something I want to throw out there real quick, and that is that um, because of the rant-like nature of this podcast, you know, I'm I'm talking off the top of my head, I'm I'm referring to news stories that I've read in the past and everything, it is very important that you do your own research. This is just a springboard. What I'm doing here, this is, I'm I'm not trying to prove anything, I'm trying to give you information that you can go and verify yourself. Um, now the reason I want to emphasize this because in my last podcast when I listened to it I realized that there were some things that I probably got factually uh, incorrect Um, now these weren't big picture things they're not anything that's going to change the heart of what I was saying in my last podcast but I do think that I got at least one name wrong and maybe a couple of others Uh, I kind of mixed up some events um, and um said that something happened at a certain location but it actually happened somewhere else so uh keep that in mind when you're listening to my podcast like this is this is a springboard for you to do your own research and if in in doing your own research if you end up finding out that i was incorrect on about something please let me know about it because accuracy is something that is very important to me um the truth is really important to me but it is really hard to do that when you're just kind of talking for an hour uh, rant style. Uh, I don't think that I mentioned this already, but uh, I don't know how the audio quality is going to be on this podcast. I'm on my way back to uh, my hometown, um, and I figure, hey, I got 40 minutes or so to where I don't have to do anything, so I might as well record this podcast I have a meeting to get to. Okay, so... As I mentioned in my last podcast, I, I was uh, somebody reached out to me and they had questions about uh, Trump and they had questions about Biden and uh, they wanted to pick my brain about it. And one of the things that we ended up talking about or that he wanted to talk about, we didn't actually get a chance to talk about it, was um, nepotism. Now what he specifically mentioned was the nepotism of um, Hunter Biden versus the nepotism of Eric and Don Jr. Um, this actually kind of surprised me uh, because if if I was going to look at the situation, I mean, yes, Eric and Don did um, did benefit from their father and everything, but uh, Ivanka and Jared Kushner are actually in Trump's cabinet. Uh, but that would be a topic for a different day. It just kind of surprised me that that. Uh, person wanted to focus on Eric and Don instead of Ivanka and Jared but real quick on Ivanka and Jared I think that it's actually a good thing that they're in the cabinet Um, 
specifically with Ivanka, Trump has a soft spot for her, and she's more left-leaning, and she's pushing through policies which he's uh, approving uh, that are really beneficial, especially towards women. Uh, there was an entrepreneurship program that she signed, or that she uh, pushed, and that I think Trump eventually signed. Uh, there's uh, nursing mothers uh, will now have a a, uh, a spot. Uh, a location at airports I think that's a good thing and then also uh, paid maternity leave and I don't know the extent uh, to what that happened I think it was just for federal government employees but the fact that that we are getting that it's a start at the very least you know and that's that can be directly attributed to Ivanka Ivanka you know being right there and working with uh, President Trump and pushing these ideas now as far as jared kushner goes i feel the same way about him i have heard some more negative stuff about him that kind of make me think uh maybe maybe he's not okay but at the same time i've also heard that um well he was the one that was in charge of the uh the prison reform commission and uh that was something that, that he was passionate about something that he was pushing for and um we have that now um, and that's going to end up affecting thousands of people uh, in a very positive way uh, so I think that it's a good thing that Jared and Ivanka are actually in the cabinet um, I was just surprised that it was Eric and Don that, that he wanted to, to um, concentrate on and um, I think I, I, I do kind of understand the reasoning behind that uh, it's probably because there's a comparison there. You know, there's a comparison between Hunter Biden and there's a comparison between Don Jr. and uh, Eric Trump. So, uh, with all that being said, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into this, uh, the idea of nepotism. Uh, and uh, as for comparing nepotism in the Trump family and in the Biden family. So, with, I'm going to start with the Trump family. Uh, from my perspective, as far as what I have seen... Um, Trump raised his kids to be able to handle a business. Uh, Trump raised his kids to be able to make money. You know, parents, part of their responsibility is to uh, is to pass on skills and information and knowledge onto their their children so that the the children can take their life experiences and add them to their own life experiences and you know actually come out successful. Uh, this would be the same as if, well, let's say, say somebody, say somebody was a blacksmith back in the day, and they they had a son, they trained their son to be a blacksmith, and this blacksmith took over the business. Um, it seems like a pretty natural thing to me. It seems like, uh, as far as Don Donald Trump goes, yeah, uh, I, I could totally see why he or most parents actually would want their children to be the first in line to take over their business. So, from my perspective, um, Don Jr. and Eric Trump both benefited from nepotism to a certain degree. I mean, you have Trump who built up this uh, massive business um, that's worth billions and billions of dollars. He becomes president and he, he passes... Um, he passes his business off to his sons. The uh, the thing about this particular form of nepotism, from my experience, what I have seen about Donald Trump is he doesn't necessarily he doesn't he 
doesn't really care at all if you're a woman. He doesn't care if you're black, Hispanic. He doesn't care if you're gay. Uh, all he cares about is your ability to get the job, to get the job done. And uh, I think that with a lot of the, the people he has chosen for his cabinet, you can actually see that. You know, that's why you've got Dr. Ben Carson on there. That's why you've got uh, Rick Grinnell, who is the uh, first openly gay man to be. Um, to be appointed to like a high position of power because he was acting DNI for a while, and uh, honestly, since we're already here anyway, uh, it is completely possible that uh, Trump normalized relations between the, the gay community and uh, the Republicans to a slight degree. Uh, I say a slight degree because I think that normalization was already occurring. I think that after uh, after gay marriage was legalized by the Supreme Court, the Republicans were just kind of like, oh, my bad. I thought it was going to be the end of the world, but it turned out that I was wrong. So, um, I, I do think... Uh, I do think that Donald Trump is normalizing relationships between Republicans and um, the gay community, like I said. But also, I don't think that they were nearly as hateful as people think they are. Anyway, so um, from my perspective, Don Jr. and Eric Trump were trained in the art of the deal, for the lack of a better term. They were trained in these ways, and... Um, so naturally, whenever Trump needed to pass off his business to somebody else, his first choice, it, it makes sense that it was his son's. But I also think that if he didn't think his son's capable of handling his business, that he also would have found somebody else. Um, because that's the way that Trump is. Trump cares about results. And so even if you are related to him, I don't think that he's going to look too fondly upon you if you're if you're not getting the job done the way it's supposed to be done now um, as far I, I I can definitely see that the nepotism is there but like I explained I think that they earn their positions I think that Don jr. and Eric Trump that Donald Trump Trump uh, trusted them and that's why they're in charge of his business right now and um, I don't I don't necessarily know if I would call this nepotism, and there's not there's not really a whole lot to go um, go or to talk about when it comes to the, the the Trump sons. I know that they have their controversies and stuff, but the majority of those times the times those get blown way out of proportion. Um, you can look at that. I know. I think one of the claims is that Eric Trump uh, stole money from from St. Jude's or something like that, but then when you actually look in the case, he donated more than 100% to St. Jude. Uh, that might have actually been Don Jr., I can't remember, but I do know that there's all of these these controversies, but then when you actually look into the controversy themselves, it turns out that it's just the media spinning the story and that there's no there there. Um, a good example of this, going back to charities, would be how the Trump Organization was recently uh, sued by the, the New York government because of um, well, what they had, what 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 they did was Trump, as part of his political campaign, did a um, a fundraiser for veterans, and so what they uh, they took the money that was raised 
from that Veterans Administration or Veterans Charity Dinner. I don't know what it was, but they took the money from that. They put it in the um, oh oh they put it into the Trump um, the Trump Charity whatever it's called Trump Foundation. I believe they put it into there, but then they immediately dished it out to to veterans and everything. And so there's there's a technicality here in the sense that Trump, the Trump Foundation legally was not supposed to be connected with a political campaign. Um, so yeah, Trump broke a, a technical law there, but uh, even the judge herself, when she wrote it out, like you can go, if you go look at the judge's statement on this, she says specifically that 100% of the donations that were uh, collected were given to uh, were given to veterans. Uh, they, they went where they were supposed to be, essentially. So basically, it's the only problem was that Trump put it in his foundation and then gave it away. Had uh, had he not connected to the Trump Foundation to uh, if he hadn't connected the Trump Foundation to the the, the campaign, he would have been completely fine. Um, and I will also point out that if you look into the uh, if you look into the case itself with this charitable giving and everything, the prosecutor actually had a long, long list of charges that she wanted to bring up against Trump, but none of them stuck uh, because none of them were true, except for this one campaign uh, finance violation. But even still, all of that money went where it was supposed to go. So. Like, yeah, uh, there, there was a law that was broken. It was a technical law, uh, but the money went where it was supposed to go. So, like, I don't know, you can't really even claim fraud or anything like that or that, that it was devious because the money went where it was supposed to go. Um, I realize that was a little bit of a side tangent, but it's something that I think about. Like, it, there's so much fake news out there. I'm just ripping it down all the time. Just like, no, this isn't true. 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 And I'm realizing going into the 2020 election, uh, somebody actually said this that I was listening to. The debate, it wasn't a debate against Joe Biden and Trump. It wasn't a debate against Chris Wallace and Trump. It was Trump versus the media. Because everything that they talked about, not everything, but a lot of the things that they talked about, they were fake news stories. Perfect example would be when Chris Wallace said that uh, Donald Trump uh, said that there were very fine people on both sides. This is a debunked hoax. It's a conspiracy theory, and we it's been debunked multiple times. In that very same speech, he says specifically, now I'm not talking about the white nationalists nor the neo-Nazis who should be condemned totally. You can't get any more total condemnation than total condemnation. See what I mean? But Joe Biden actually started his campaign on this lie. He has repeated this lie multiple times. He repeated it at um, at the debate. Chris Wallace repeated it at the debate. And honestly, I don't know why Trump didn't push back on it. Um, it really gave the opportunity to me for the media to, to once again uh, skewer him on this fake white supremacy claim. But... What we're supposed to be talking about is nepotism, and specifically with Hunter Biden. Now, here's what you should know about Hunter Biden going in. Hunter Biden um, has no accomplishments to his name, as far as I'm aware of. He has no real-world experience. Um, I don't think that he ever really held a job. 
Uh, I know that he was kicked out of the military for drug, it was drug use, I'm pretty sure it was crack. Crack seems to be his favorite drug. Um, but yeah, he was kicked out of the military for drug use. And this is kind of, this is kind of the story of Hunter Biden. It just keeps getting repeated over and over again. You know, uh, Hunter Biden, his, what he's known for is crack, impregnating hookers, uh, partying, um, and you know, like, I don't judge. You can do whatever you want with your life, but we are analyzing the nepotism of Hunter Biden. So, um, let's fast forward. Uh, well... Oh, yeah, uh, there was one more thing. Um, in addition to all of the crack use, in addition to uh, impregnating uh, hookers, uh, he also apparently started sleeping with his dead brother's widow. So, you know, not exactly an exemplary moral character, I suppose. Anyway, so let's fast forward to when uh, Joe Biden was actually vice president. Um, Joe Biden got put in charge of negotiations with Ukraine. So here's what you should know about Ukraine. Ukraine is, well, from the sources that I'm reading, are, is generally considered to be one of the most corrupt, um, corrupt countries on the planet. And um, I'm pretty sure that this has been a consistent thing for a while, but while Hunter, or while Joe Biden was vice president and he was in charge of negotiations with Ukraine, it just so happened, just so happened, that there was uh, this energy energy uh, company, and that the, the energy company's name is Burisma. Okay, and if I remember correctly, they are directly correct, connected to the Ukrainian government. So. Hunter Biden gets a, uh, a spot on the board of directors, and they end up paying him hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and I, from what I read, the, the extent of his duties were to, I think, come to a meeting three or four times a year. And um, this is something that we find consistently with not only Hunter Biden, but the rest of Joe Biden's family as well. There is a tendency for Joe to be in a, a position of power, such as vice president, and for people in his family to start um, to start benefiting, benefiting off of the name of Joe Biden. So, what you need to know about the nepotism is that Joe Biden was in charge of negotiations with Ukraine. Um, Hunter Biden gets put on this energy board, and I'm just going to go ahead and throw out Nancy Pelosi, John Kerry, uh, Mitt Romney, and I think one other person uh, in positions of power in the U.S. government have sons or uh, or close connections that are on the board, the same board. So, um, you know, keep an eye out for that. Anyway, um, so what... What gets really interesting with the Hunter Biden situation, beyond just profiting from his dad's position, is that at one point in time, there was this um, prosecutor, and I believe his name is Victor Shokin. So Victor Shokin 
decides that he's going to investigate Burisma, and he's going to uh, he's going to find out if there's any corruption going on. Um, spoiler alert: there's a lot of corruption going on, uh, more than I'll be able to cover in this podcast. Um, but there's definitely a lot that has happened in Ukraine and with Burisma specifically. And actually, I will tell you what. Give me one second pull this up because uh there's actually a book that i read recently that um that kind of went through all of this stuff let's see uh, fallout it's called fallout it's by john solomon and this basically kind of breaks down all of the different interactions that obama hillary biden and uh other major players in the DNC had with um, Ukraine and Russia as far as, you know, criminal, illegal, corrupt activity. Uh, So that was Fallout by John Solomon. Please make sure to check out that book because that that book is jam-packed full of information. And, like, I I don't even think that I could do a breakdown that would be worthy of of um, of the book itself, and I really encourage you to check it out. Fallout by John Solomon. Okay. So, uh, Hunter Biden is on the board of Burisma. This, this prosecutor's coming out to uh, investigate Burisma. And in the meantime, um, Joe Biden, um, or, or, well, I guess the American government, I don't know if it was Obama or who it was, but they had decided to give uh, Ukraine a billion dollars worth of aid. Um, and I believe that this was actually supposed to be military aid, uh, which will be important later on. But they were supposed to give them a billion dollars worth of aid. Well, keep in mind that uh, this prosecutor was starting to investigate charisma. So what the Obama administration claims is that this is a corrupt prosecutor and he must be fired. So Biden actually goes to the uh, Ukrainian president and he says, all right, look, and we've got this on video. We've got this on video of of Joe Biden telling this story. But uh, so you can you can find that if you just uh, you type in billion dollar loan guarantee Joe Biden or something, you'll you'll probably find it. You might have to use DuckDuckGo though because Google doesn't really want you to see negative information about Biden nor positive information about Trump. So they're hiding it in the algorithm. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, it's, it's important, and you should be aware of it, and you should pay attention to it, but it's not important at this moment in time. Okay, so, Biden goes up to the president of Ukraine, and he says, all right, look, you either fire this prosecutor, or you're not going to get that billion-dollar loan guarantee. And the president was like, what? But he, uh, he, fired, uh, he fired this prosecutor, and... This is actually something that's been released in the last month or so. We now actually have audio recording. I think that Ukraine, uh, they recently had leadership change, and I think that they're kind of pissed off about all of the corruption, and so they're kind of going after Biden a little bit. But here's the thing about... Um... Oh, so we, we have a recording. We have a recording now that... Um... It, it literally says, it's Biden talking to the Ukrainian president, and the Ukrainian president says, hey, look, 
We couldn't find anything that this guy had done wrong, but we fired him at your request anyway. And uh, Joe Biden was like, all right, I'm a man of my word. You'll get the billion dollars. It's very oddly specific. Um, like, I almost want to say, like, it, it sounds too good to be true that he would actually say this. But considering that it is Joe Biden and that he gaffs a lot, and I've had a lot of people that I trust their, their insight um, actually say, yeah, this is legit. We were surprised ourselves. But yeah, so this billion dollars was withheld, um, military aid, I believe, um, from Ukraine, unless this prosecutor that was investigating Hunter Biden was fired. The prosecutor was fired, and he's actually come on record recently and said that the reason that he was fired was at the request of Joe Biden because he was investigating Hunter Biden. Um, so, you know, take that for what it's worth. Um, so that's, that's what happened there. Now I want to, I want to, um, we're going to go ahead and add on since we're talking about Hunter Biden, keep in mind that he's got connections in, I think, he's got connections in Russia, Moscow, China. There's, there's a bunch of places where Hunter Biden is just cashing in on millions and millions of dollars for basically doing nothing but being a crackhead. Okay, so what I find fascinating about this story is that this video went viral, this video of Joe Biden talking about how he was going to withhold Ukrainian aid, and Trump saw it. So then there was, uh, like I said, a new president came into, um, into office in the Ukraine. I think his name is actually President Zelensky. And he came in and um, Trump called him. Um, to congratulate him. Well, uh, after this call, a whistleblower came out and said that Trump said eight times that um, that Trump threatened Trump threatened eight times to withhold um, aid to Ukraine um, unless he got dirt on Joe Biden. So that was the claim. That's why they originally started impeaching him, was because uh, Donald Trump had said eight times that he was going to withhold evidence unless uh, they got him dirt on Joe Biden. Well, Trump actually released the transcript. You can see everything that he said. We can see uh, one of the things that they were talking about in the impeachment inquiry is that um, he was, he was keeping military aid from Ukraine, and they needed that to stand up against uh, Russia. But even the transcript itself, uh, the uh, President Zelensky comes out and says, hey, thank you for selling us these javelins. Javelins are anti-tank missiles, and the, the Trump administration sold javelins to Ukraine to help them defend themselves. Additionally, um, when Obama was president, the only type of aid that they ever gave to Ukraine was... Um, blankets. There was no military aid whatsoever. So the Democrats are, are complaining about um, how Ukraine needs more military funding and everything like that, or military uh, weaponry. Trump is providing it. The Obama-Biden administration did not. So once again, we see them projecting their own um, 
failures onto Donald Trump, and they just turn out not to be true. Every time, they're not true. I mean, I, I feel like more people should recognize that all of these things are fake news, um, considering how many events of fake news we have had since Donald Trump took office. But, at the same time, um, I think people forget about the, the fake news. Um, or they still believe it. I think that's actually what ends up happening because you have your your mainstream news will push a narrative for about two days, and it takes about two days for the counter narrative to start gaining momentum. By that time, uh, the the people who are following the legacy media have forgotten about the old one, and they're all up in uh, up in arms about this new one. Well, the old one's not true. The new one's not true, and the next one won't be true either. They're just throwing everything they possibly can at Trump. Like, think about all of the stories that have just come out in the past couple of weeks. Trump has been making fun of veterans, which is not true. Trump didn't pay his taxes, which is not true. Um, it's, it's, it's all of these different things, and they're never sourced, and they're debunked almost immediately. Uh, the, the military one, we have like 21 people who said that at this event that he was supposed to have said these things. He never said these things. Uh, with his taxes, they even say in the in, in the article itself apparently that he overpaid in taxes, and so that's where the seven hundred and fifty dollar number came from. I'm not really sure. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say, from my own perspective, uh, taxation is theft. Um, I want anybody to have the ability to not pay taxes. I'm thoroughly impressed by Donald Trump's business acumen to be able to be a business that that pays less in taxes at least but from what i've heard he's actually paid more in taxes than bernie sanders percentage wise so you know put that in your pipe and smoke it but um taxation is that i i don't disagree with this and I, and i'm glad that that trump is actually doing things uh to lessen taxes for the american people um which is undeniable but people want to continue to try to deny it uh if you if you have doubts, there is a New York Times article that's really easy to find. It's called, Face It, You Probably Got a Tax Cut. Go look at that, and you will see that the majority of people actually got a tax cut, and it was extremely beneficial to them. Um, the reason why people don't think they got a tax cut is because it's showing up on their weekly paycheck instead of their, um, instead of their end-of-the-year return or something like that. But yeah, people were getting more money, and that, that, like I said, it's undeniable at this point. Anywho, so um, Trump released this transcript, and the transcript showed that not only did he not, he didn't um, threaten to withhold aid, he did not request dirt on Joe Biden. The only thing he said was, look, there's this video circulating around, and it's about Joe Biden, Biden, and he's, um, he's bragging about how he withheld, withheld aid. Um, I, I, I was wondering if your people would be willing to get to the bottom of this, is essentially what he says. Uh, you can find the transcript really easily. Uh, go and look at what he said yourself and see if you can find the eight times that Trump threatened to withhold aid. If, see if you can find where he uh, asked for dirt on Joe Biden because from my perspective, he was just investigating American corruption. Um, and that's what I want for from a president, honestly. I want somebody who's going to say, hey, look, this senator 
looks like they're acting a little shady. Could somebody investigate that? Yes, because we've got way too much corruption in our politics. Trump, or, um, Biden has been in politics for 47 years and he's done nothing but corruption. And like the one bill that he actually is proud of that he can that he has his name on as, as being a writer for, that was the 1993 crime bill. And just in case you're unaware, that was responsible for locking up thousands of black men. Compare that to Trump, who um, signed the First Step Act, and that is actually going to release a bunch of black men from uh, from prison. Um, you know, Biden and Harris are locking them up, or they did lock them up, and Trump is freeing them. That's another reason I'm going to be voting for Trump. But it's the ridiculousness is comes from um the impeachment scandal itself like you can read the transcript for yourself you'll never see anything about him asking for dirt you'll never see him anything about him saying he wants to withhold aid everything that adam schiff and the democrats said about him when they impeached him was just a complete fabrication and um that's that's where we are with Hunter Biden. We have a ton of evidence that he has been corrupt and that he's been using his father's name to um, to make himself wealthy. Uh, what what experience did Hunter Biden have that that uh, granted him this position on this board? Um, he was a crackhead. He got kicked out of the military. You know, like I said, I don't judge people for their choices, and you're more than welcome to do whatever you want to do. But in Hunter Biden's case, I don't see where he had any any kind of expertise to sit on the board of directors of a known corrupt company connected to the Ukrainian government. Um, and uh, this one, I think, is going to be a little bit shorter, but that's, that's just the long and short of it. And uh, I actually meant to say this at the beginning because this is really important and I think people need to start paying attention to it. But... Um, they released this information the same day that the Breonna Taylor information was released, and so it got hidden because people were focused on that. But Hunter Biden has just been connected by a Senate committee to an international human trafficking ring. Um, Hunter Biden received $3.5 million from the mayor of Moscow. So, maybe, maybe... It's just like I talked about in my last podcast with Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. First rule, accuse your opponent of what you're guilty of. Biden, Obama, and Hillary are all guilty of Russian collusion. John Kerry, uh, Mitt Romney, Nancy Pelosi, they're all guilty of Russian collusion. Um, they've all used their political power to enhance themselves and enhance their wealth. And... Um, they accused Trump of doing it, but it, it turns out to be a very, very, very loose evidence, as in no evidence at all. Trump was in Russia at one point in time. That means that Putin has him under control. I mean, that's the, basically the, the, the extent of their argument. Um, so, yeah, uh, when I look at nepotism in the Trump family... I see two sons who were raised by their father to be businessmen. They, uh, they, they paid attention to what he was saying, and when the time came, he passed his business on to them. Um, yeah, it's nepotism, but he literally trained them to be these people and was pleased with how they turned out. 
so he put them on there. Um, I think that even if it was nepotism, it was earned. You know, that position was earned. I don't see Hunter Biden earning any position on an energy, uh, a Ukrainian energy board when his father is in charge of negotiations with, um, with Ukraine. That seems like pure nepotism, nepotism just based upon the fact that your father is in a powerful position. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, this one's going to be a little bit shorter. Um, it's a kind of a more condensed topic. Uh, there's a lot that's going on with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and all of these other Democrats with corruption. I would encourage you to do your own research. Like I said, definitely check out that book Fallout by John Solomon because it's got everything in there. And I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more coming to the surface uh, here soon. So um, thank you for listening to the paperback. There it went. Thank you for listening to the paperback philosophy podcast. The podcast with the sexiest audience uh that's all i have for today if you have any questions about trump if you have any questions about what's going on in the world today feel free to hit me up i will i will gladly do a podcast on any topic i'm looking for topics right now or if you are interested in being in this show and discussing your opinion on trump whether that be for him against him or you're you're neutral on him i would love to have a conversation with you about trump before the election hit me up Uh, We'll work something out. We'll sit down and we'll have a great talk. Uh, Thank you for listening and have a great one.